You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At Leia Healthcare, we always want to give our members more. So now you get unrestricted access to a world of benefits that will help you stay healthy. From convenient video calls with a GP to get prescriptions online, to easy access to experts when you finally want to do something about your ropey knee or dodgy back. And if you do need to see someone urgently, our clinics are available for minor injuries, all without you needing to put your hand in your pocket. Let's stay on top of your health, in every way. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Unrestricted benefits are available until the end of December. Fair usage policy applies. Hello and welcome to the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. Delighted to say we've got another top guest on the programme. Before we get to him, I'll introduce you to Simon Ferry. Simon. He has decided to join, despite the fact that Peter Head now top a league two oh, flying high. Flying. He's, not, he's not get carried away, he's come in to join us. Simon, how's it feel to be looking down on the rest of Scottish football? Well, another nine teams at least. Used to play at the top league, Mark, so it's nothing to me, mate, you know how it is. <laughs> Brilliant, good to see you. <laughs> and beside them, we've pulled it off again. We've got a man of many clubs, so we're bound to hit a new listening uh, audience out here with, with Lee Mayer, Aberdeen, Dundee, St Mirren, Dundee United, fill in the blanks league go on. There's, there's more clubs than Jack Nicholas. Tiger Woods in the update. I was a moment at East Fife as well, on East Fife. Falkirk, Falkirk, six months down at Stockport. As you say, Park Thistle, assistant manager at Stranor. Wow. How long we got here? <laughs> Germany, man. <laughs> That's a good description. Yeah. What was your best? What was your best club? Or which which um, one did you enjoy the most? Being from Aberdeen, when I signed for Aberdeen, it was great. I was there for two years, and then I left there and I went to St Mirren for five years uh-huh. and to play in two cup finals and to win a cup. That was probably the highlight of my career. But um, I had good times at all clubs. I'm going to sit on the fence here. Good times at all clubs, and I had bad times at some clubs as well, which I'm sure we can go into later on. I will get into that later, <laughs> and just to give you a wee steer, you're not allowed to sit on the fence here. You ah, right, okay. But if you do, you'll have two appearances on the Open Goal podcast, two appearances in one day, right. your first and your last. Right. <laughs> we'll get to our first topic. Thanks for joining us, Lee. Simon, feel free to chip in. We've got to start. Kenny Miller, departure from Livingston um, after only seven, eight weeks uh, in the job. That comes a surprise to you, Lee? It was a surprise. Well, first of all, I was surprised that he took the job. I was speaking mm-hmm. on the end of the season and he said he still wanted to play. 
And when I seen that Hibs and Aberdeen were interested, I thought, well, he's got a good club there, good, a good choice there of clubs to go to and finish his career before he gets into management, because I knew he was wanting to go into that. But then when he took that job, I thought, personally, I looked at it, I think they're on hide into nothing. I thought they overachieved last year, so mm-hmm. to be up a league again, and then when you see Hoppy leave as well after, you never, you very rarely see a manager leave after we're getting a club promoted. Yeah. So I thought there's something strange there, so for him to take it, I thought it was very strange, but obviously hey, it's Scottish football, you can't be surprised with anything, so for him to leave and after seven weeks, there's obviously things going on in the background that will be interesting to see that materialise. What's your take on it, Simon? I thought it was a good appointment, due to the fact that they were getting him as a player. Because as I've said many times, I think he's a top player. I think he could still go and play for a, a top three or four team in Scotland. But the real warning signs for me was when he took the job and I was expecting him to bring in an older guy as an assistant or to take the team for the side while he was playing. Never brought in his own guy and that kind of sent warning signals straight away. Except I, I was at their game on, on Saturday against Motherwell. They lost 1-0 but they played well. You know, They may well have deserved to... To nick a draw and take it to, to extra time in, in the League Cup game, but the, the point that you have both made in terms of you still get plenty to offer. With all respect to the other Livingston guys, you can see clearly their most accomplished player, their most mm-hmm. intelligent player on the pitch. And apart from the fact they are now looking for a manager, I don't imagine they'll be able to replace Kenny Miller as a player either. No, no way. They'll not get the calibre of player of Kenny Miller. Uh, I think I seen Lee Miller speaking yesterday, and he, got, he looked devastated. You could probably tell he loved playing up front with Kenny Miller. The thing about Kenny Miller as well. You'll work his tail off, won't you? The quality he's got, you'll work his tail off. Great guy having a dressing room, a, a real leader, obviously. Um, That's why he's still going strong at the age he's gone, because uh, he's, he's a grafter, he works hard. Uh-huh. 38 now, isn't Great he? Great example of the younger players there. Uh-huh. It'll be a big, big loss, both, both sides for Livingston. Eh? What does it say about Scottish football? Because we tend to up here, we look down south and think, oh, it's ruthless. You know, managers, particularly in the Championship, the World Leagues, are only ever 8, 10 games away from it. But you look at some examples up here now, Ian Castle less than a year, Pedro Cachina less than a year, that's just off the, the top of my head and now you've, you've, you've got Kenny Miller um, after you know two months. What kind of what is that telling us at the moment about, about Scottish football when managers are losing their, their jobs so quickly? I think you see that it's being treated more as a business now, but whereas before managers would have got a bit of time, now they're seeing, I, I don't know the reason why Kenny's left, but they're maybe thinking things have not got on. As I said there, there's probably been a fallout between the assistant and himself but they're maybe thinking right if this is not going to work we need to just cut losses right now it'll obviously cost Livingston some cash to get rid of them but they're obviously thinking longer term but um, I think more clubs are treating things like a business now which at the end of the day is a business whereas you've seen re- previously in years gone past where people clubs are not being treated as a business and clubs are going to administration because things are running out of, out of hand and there's money going everywhere now at the end of the day it's a business and then, but it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks. It's a tough gig now, isn't it? The old managing. Yeah. Remember when I was at Dundee? I was sat and speaking to Paul Hartley. One of the number of conversations I had with him at Dundee. Uh, <laughs> and he, 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 I felt sorry for him. I remember one day we were sitting. I was injured again, uh, obviously. Um, and it was later on in the day, and I, he just came in and had a wee chat, and he was just saying the job is twenty-four hours a day, yeah. seven days a week, and. If he didn't get results, three, three bad results, you could be out the door. Yeah. And uh, uh, do you know? What? I think it's having a big effect on young players coming through as well. I mean, chopping and changes, man, it's not good for young players, you know what I mean? They it can't build anything. Uh, they can't, managers can't build anything. Five, ten years ago, you knew your manager was going to be... When I was here at Celtic, Gordon Strachan was going to be here three or four years. He knew the, in, the young players inside out. And now it just seems like it's a new manager every year at a club. Um, so a young player could be down well under one manager, a year later, he's at the door. Another guy's in, he doesn't fancy him, he fancies somebody else, and it, so on and so on. And I just think it's really... 
disrupting young players' developments in Scotland. Do you agree with that, Lee? I, I totally. A, th- a club needs stability. The longer a manager's there, the club then gets into a rhythm. Everyone knows, everyone's singing off the same hymn sheet sort of thing. Um, chopping and change all the time. Sai said it there, one minute as a player, you could be comfortable, you're relaxed, you're confident, you're playing well. A new manager comes in, your face doesn't fit, you're out the door. It's chopping and changing all the time. It's no good for fans, it's no good for a club at all. It needs stability to take a club forward. And all this chopping and changing is just... It causes what club's ever been successful, did not it? Mm-hmm. What club's been successful changing the manager every two or three years? Mm-hmm. None. Well, no, I, I always cite two examples when people say that, you know, because people will always say, look at Man United, they stuck with Alec Ferguson, it just shows you what you can yeah. get. <laughs> and I agree with that to an extent, but there's also, I'd say, an example springs to mind Celtic, John Barnes, eight months in the job, decided it was enough, brought in Martin O'Neill, and it kicked off a very good period for mm-hmm. the club. Likewise, you look what's happening at Rangers just now. Pedro nah, he had to go ahead. Graham Murray. Yeah. Okay, Stephen Gerrard hasn't won it yet, but the signs are, are very, very good. So I think mm-hmm. I can understand that, yeah, probably continuity and giving guys time, but I can also understand if you see things and they going right, <laughs> you need to be brave and, and pull the trigger. And I'm not saying that's the case with Kerry Miller, and I'd never say, with my background, don't believe everything that you read in the papers, but there's been suggestions that when they initially signed, there was a two month break clause for either either party in their agreement so that suggests from the off Lee that ah, right, the agreement okay. with Kenny and Livingston maybe they just weren't quite sure about each other right from the a start a two month trial Sai you've been on a few of those haven't you <laughs> <laughs> unsuccessful ones <I> <laughs> the thing is who, would, who in their right mind would take that Livingston job now but Kenny's clearly wanted a, a, a crack at management and he's thought wow I'm getting one of the at the moment one of the top 12 jobs in the country yeah. you mm-hmm. know and you think you, you can under you can, but there's, if that part of it's true then there's, there's clearly been a, a wee bit of uneasiness from, from the, the outset it was maybe a trial on both both parts because yeah. it was yeah. Kenny being untested at managerial level it was a, a big gamble for Livingston so they maybe thought I don't know it'll come out throughout the papers I'm sure that <clears throat> they've said look Kenny here's a two month trial and then see how it goes on your half see if you like it see how it works for us as well but as I say as I said there who's going to touch that now I think it either need to be an untested or an older guy who's been in the picture for a while. Jim Duffy? Terry Venables. He'll <laughs> 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 Stuart Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you say, sorry? Uh, Jim, Jim Duffy. 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 I think Duffy would take that. I think, I think he'd fancy himself that. for that. Definitely, eh? he's, he's out of job just now, isn't he? So people like that are looking for a job or young managers that are wanting a fresh start wanting a start in, in their managerial career. So from your, your two background in the game then, imagine you were given the chance to appoint your next Livingston manager, but somebody that's never been in a job before, who's who's out there, who's a good young coach that's maybe working in an academy somewhere or working somewhere in the background that, that, that's not getting the, the publicity, if you like, you say, do you know what, he's, he's worth a go, I like him. There will be loads of them, but the fact is, there's you need to know, before you're going into a job like that, you need to know what's going on in the background because yeah. in the last three months, Hopkins has left after getting promoted and now Kenny Miller's left. So you're thinking, am I going in there just to be a puppet to talk for someone else? Because mm-hmm. if you're a young manager, you want to go in and express your own your own things on the game. You want to go and do your own ideas. You don't want to go in there and be a puppet for someone else. Mm-hmm. So Because if that happens, you're getting sacked for somebody else's things going wrong. So you'd rather get sacked for your own things going wrong. Of course, yeah. So, But imagine a level playing field, all things being equal. Yeah. Who are the good young coaches out there that you can see coming through in the I've game. heard good things about the boy Laurie Ellis at Dundee United yeah. and I'd, he's obviously no Shabba Laszlo's guy 
Um, used to be at Heath Rovers uh, and Ray, Ray McKinnon, McKinnon yeah. Yeah. I think when he took the United job I think he won the three games he was in charge didn't he mm-hmm. and off he's speaking to you Keat, Keat saying that I done the United that the players really liked James, James Keaton, Keaton sorry yeah. for everyone that doesn't know so I, I've heard good things about him but I'm going to throw him in because he's my mate I think Kevin Thompson's really good see when you sit and talk to Tom about football um, I know he does a young team at Rangers but for me he's a first team manager yeah, so I'm going to fuck his name in so you're going for Kevin Thompson yeah. the biggest shout would he take it though I think he would take it. Would mate. he? I think he, just to get I a first, he, just to get, uh, a, get a first uh, chance. Uh, yeah. I think he fancies him back. He's certainly did. Do you think Kenny yeah. would tell me to take it? <laughs> 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 Do you try and send Kenny as a striker? No, so let, let's kid on. Here's a phone call. <laughs> Kenny, hello, it's Kevin Thompson here. I've got a chance to love you, Joe. What comes next, Lee? After that, depends how much he likes Tomo, doesn't it? If he doesn't like him, he's telling him to take it. He's going to be open, isn't it? If he makes a phone call, then he's asking for his opinion. So he's obviously going to want to know what's going on in the background. Barry Ferguson? Yeah. See, it's, it's all guys that are have got great things to offer the game that are out the game. So mm-hmm. these guys might think, see what, let's take a chance at it. Yeah. Build a profile, put yourself in a shot window and then you don't know where it's going to go for there. But on the flip side of it, it could turn into a disaster. You go in there, you're gone by Christmas, then you've got that in your CV. Where do you go from there? You would think though, whoever the next manager is, and he would want to get in certainly before the end of this week to give him at least one week to try and go and get a couple of bodies and go and the, the budget isn't huge at mm-hmm. least, but at least mm-hmm. give yourself a week to try and wheel and deal yeah. but in it could be for Kenny Miller if he does sign for St Mern he's up against Levy on Saturday brilliant isn't oh, it what a belt of that brilliant hey, I'm saying who would take the job but I think they've actually done alright this year so I, th- I was expecting them to get scudded every week if yeah. I'm honest what, mm-hmm. seven competitive games albeit league cup but uh-huh. 1-3, drawn yeah. 2, lost 2. And the losses were quite close. I mean, yeah. Kipnis certainly only beat 3-1, was it 4-1? Um, yeah, well, drew 0-0 with Kelly, which was a decent result. Yeah, and played well at the weekend. Uh, and I think against Motherwell, they were a better team, somebody said as well. So you've got a... F- yeah, but they were more than decent. You know, uh-huh. Maybe maybe deserved, maybe just United draw, but the Livingston goalie, Liam Kelly, had two, three outstanding saves, you know. You're so, going to get that when you come to Celtic Park. But like you say, great results. It'll be interesting to speak to Kenny and see what he's learnt in this seven eight weeks. Mm-hmm. He's probably learnt more in this seven eight weeks than he has in about three years playing football, because it's a total different for him being leading a team rather than just being playing on a Saturday. So um, he'll have learnt a lot from it, a lot of good, a lot of bad, and it'll pro- it'll do him well for the future. Will there be any kind of people looking at Kenny and thinking, right, wait a minute, you've had a wee problem with Rangers, it's still to be resolved. You're now away for Livy after a couple of months. Will people look at Kenny and think, right, people that don't know him think? Yeah, I mean, what's, what's, what is it about Kenny Miller? Nah, I don't think so. I think he's got a good reputation uh, in Scottish football. I think most people know what kind of club Livingston are. Um, it's a tough one for him. Uh, with Rangers as well, again, difficult situation with the manager and stuff like that. I think they'll look at Kenny Miller and see a guy, as I say, who works his tail off, good professional all his life. Um, up until the last year, never had any bother. Um, Different circumstances, the last two things that have happened to him. Rangers were in a bit of a mess at the time, Livingston the same. Um, so, everyone that you speak to in football about Kenny Miller have all got good things to say about him. We can't, we can't ask you, but we are in the William Hill Open Goal podcast, Lee, but we can ask you, would you would you back, would you put a bet in Kenny Miller to get, to get dips, let's say, six or St Martin to get double figures goals this season? Yes, definitely. Yeah, you would, wouldn't he's, you? He's a, clever, he's a clever striker, you say he's still fit, he's 38. He's done you a few times, has he? F- yes, no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> we, can, we can edit that down. Yeah. Actually, the worst day of my football career. Was it? Yeah, the League Cup final. Oh. League Cup final in 2010, playing against Rangers, St. Rangers. 
and we lost 10 men Kenny scored the goal aye we're down to nine, I'm, I'm glad he's got sacked actually. Like <laughs> 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 we're down to nine, oh, down to nine aye. Just make it worse, aye. You weren't on the Herbalife then, were you? No, no, no. heavy. So, on that, we'll, we'll lighten the mood just a wee bit. Um, shortest managerial spells when you've been playing, who's coming oh. in and poof, out the door quickly? I had a guy, Paul Hart. Do you remember him? Big yes, guy. Is it Nottingham Forest oh, now? Legend, Nottingham Forest legend. No Legend, legend to me, no yeah. legend to me anyway. <laughs> Came in, first day, took me in his office, right? He had a list of like 20 tweets that I'd wrote back in the day. I used to write all the shite on Twitter. And uh, he sat there, and I'm sitting here, he's a big, huge guy. And he started reading these tweets out, and he started pissing himself laughing, I've started pissing myself laughing. <laughs> We're laughing at my tweets, it was like a load of rubbish. Give us a flavour, what such oh, as? I couldn't, mate. It was like, I used to write. What, about, about the derogatory things about uh, the club? Or no, just, just it was life like, in just uh, life right, in okay, general. Right. So at the end, of it, he, I, he was laughing, I thought, this guy loves me, man. And he went, that's fucking unacceptable. Name it or that, you're no play for me if you're the the case. Pure bipolar, man. I was like, I, I thought I was the best guy in the world, then he's cracked it, is right. So after that, me and him just did not get on. Never played as put us in the stand. Uh, only a month in the job and it finished with us getting relegated at Sheffield Wednesday and he stood in his pants for an hour telling us how he used to elbow George Best in the back of the head right after after right that's a nice sight (laughs) so could not I was delighted when I seen the back of Paul Hart strange the white pants to people in white coats (laughs) (laughs) the white pants quickly turned to brown pants did he get the bump right after it he got the bump right after it which I was delighted a a month what about you Lee I signed for Dundee United. Ian McCall signed me, oh, and that was a that was a, I was there for two and a half, three years, and I think we went through about four or five managers. McCall, I was two weeks in, and I'd ruptured my knee, and then McCall got the bullet. I remember seeing McCall on the night out, and he, I think he had a few drinks. He came up and says, "You're the worst signing I've ever made." <laughs> and I did a few drinks as well, and I says, "That's, That's a right. recurring theme here." You're the worst manager I've ever played under. <laughs> In a short spell, there was Gordon Chisholm got the job. Of course, yeah. Billy Dodds got the job for one game. That's right. And he won it. He won it. So 100% record, Dan. Brilliant. So I don't know anyone can beat that, can they? Billy Dodds, one game. Yeah. And then Craig Levine came in. No, sorry, Craig Brewster came in. Mm -hmm. He wasn't there very long. Oh, I actually felt sorry for Craig Brewster. He came into that dressing room. He'd done well at Inverness, a Dundee United boy, signing for his club that he'd supported all his life, and that came down in the dressing room. The problem was we had people better coaches than him in the dressing room we had like Derek McInnes Paul Ritchie Jim McIntyre um, Grant Brebner Derek Stilly a tough dressing room to control mm-hmm. especially if you're roughly the same age as them so first and foremost you just try to get rid of them all and I thought what you should have done was get these guys on side mm-hmm. ask them for a bit of help because they were good influence big influence in the dressing room these guys so and you know yourself side boys can turn a dressing room so Craig Brewster got off to the worst start possible and then he never lasted long. He was away. He was a fitness fanatic, wasn't he, Craig? He was all, he was oh, all it was, about... It was incredible. I remember him. Training on the Monday. Time, yeah. I think he was still about 41 and the training on the Monday was just running and he was up the front every single time. And you're like, <laughs> guy's a freak. Would Wash. the older boys pull him up? Like, uh-huh. the, they, were, they were opinionated, let's just say that. Uh-huh. It was, was uh, that a classic example of players basically saying, well, no having this guy, we'll see him off the premises. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> I. It was. Just shows you players can be trusted. There are souls in there. Players are arseholes. He came in and he, <laughs> he tried to get rid of a lot of them right at the same time, and they thought, well, hang on a minute, we're on long contracts, good contracts. Don't you know? Don't you know? Yeah. We're paying good money. Eddie at the time. Thompson wasn't at the time. How much? Yeah. How much yeah. we on a week? Uh, <laughs> no, enough. That's why I'm still selling Herbalife. <laughs> 
So, um, but uh, it was, that was a tough dressing, tough for Craig Wooster, and he never dealt with it well. And that's he wasn't in the job long. He was away, and then Craig Levine came in. So, in that spell, my two and a half years there, I think four or five managers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've been through a few managers. <laughs> <laughs> well, quickly, who was your best, most favourite manager? My best is this always raises a few eyebrows is Craig Levine. Yeah. Um, even though he released him at Dundee United, the pure the fact was so organised. He knew every detail about who we were playing. Um, he used to change his team accordingly to their weaknesses and stuff. And at one time he played, we were going to Selig Park actually, and I remember the, the shape on a Friday and he was playing Barry Robson wide right. Barry Robson was the engine arm midfield mm-hmm. and he was playing on wide right. I'm like, what the hell are you doing playing Barry Robson wide right? He, was up, he says, because we're going to be under pressure in the game and what I'm wanting to do is long diagonals up to Barry Robson. He'll beat this, I can't remember who the fullback was. It was a guy they had on loan, big tattoo down his arm. Oh, oh Mokamara. No. No, uh, Danny Fox. Yes, uh, Fox, yeah, yes, Fox. that was it. Aye. Tony Mowbray's team then. And then we're going to hit big diags up to Barry Robson. He'll win every single time. And then with Noel Hunt and everyone else picking second balls up in the box. And it worked a treat. I think one got beat before now. <laughs> 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 no, but he was... Uh, his detailing things was, was really good. And like I say, I've not got a bad word to say about him and he released me. Not many people can say that about a manager. Really? Just mm-hmm. because right from the start, he was honest with me. And that's Probably. all you ask for a manager. Be honest because you get all the bullshit and people, managers lie to your face and stuff like that. He was 100% honest with me and that's all I could ask for as a player. We've got a real fair guess. Brilliant, eh? Yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely history-making moment here on uh, keeping the ball on the ground. Right, we'll move on. Uh, we are, what are we, about 20 minutes in to the programme already. The William Hill uh, podcast with Lee Mayer and our very own Simon Ferry. I'm Mark Guidi and we'll move on to our next subject, uh, which is going to be plastic pitches and stay with us uh, because we're going to be talking about the spat between Mourinho and Guardiola let's get everybody talking and we'll take a wee look back on Lee's career he's given us a wee flavour and we'll get more of that later on okay plastic pitches bad injury for Jamie Murphy at <coughs> the weekend Rangers won to get into the, the quarter final of the, the League Cup but soured by, by the injury to Jamie Murphy we're still waiting to get the, the full extent of the injury but it's not looking good for him Lee no it's not I heard Stephen Gerrard talking saying it looks like he'll be out for a while and he's uh, he's going to be a big miss for Rangers because he's one of their flair players that actually creates things. So he's going to be a big miss for them. But we don't know if it's down to the plastic pictures or not. But I don't know anyone. Plastic who, pictures? Yeah. The f- picture phone, he's knee. Let's give him a slap. Oh, I'm away. <laughs> we don't know if the injury's due to that, um, the surface or whatever. But. I don't know one person in Scottish football that likes plastic pitches. Mm. And that and that is truthful. I do not know one person that says, Oh yeah, I love playing on a plastic pitch. So I don't know why we've got them. Well, we've got three in our top flight, as I said, I was at Livy on on Saturday and it's it's just not conducive no. to proper football. And I, I walked I, it's funny, I left the, the, the media that he walked in the, the interview areas on the other side of the pitch, so Started walking across the pitch full time. The guys were shouting, "Go off the pitch!" And walk behind the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's going to make a difference. You take one step on it, and I'm not kidding. Two or three hundred pellets coming up. Uh, time. I've and, seen and it. And Liam Kelly saying, "You know, when he's diving about, the, the pellets are getting in his eyes and his mouth. So it's no great." So you've got Kilmarnock, you've got Livingston, and, and Hamilton, you've got and, Hamilton. Hamilton. and look, we know that money's important and it, and it helps financially, etc., etc. But it can't be good for our game. You're trying to attract players, and mm. you know, there's a quarter yeah. of our top flight with plastic well, pitches. The, the best thing, best way to look at it is look at any top league in, in the world. Do they have plastic pitches? No, not one. 
It would not happen. So why do we have it? Going back to UCLA financially, is it a financial gain for clubs? Have people actually come out and said, by us having a plastic pitch, we've gained X amount a year? Is that, is that a fact or is that just people saying, no, it helps financially? I think, well, certainly if we take... I think Kilmarnock have stopped doing it, but certainly Hamilton, they train on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't need to pay for training. Yeah. Academies yeah. right away, they're cutting down on, on training costs yeah. of hiring pitches. I suppose the one benefit of it is 99% of the time, you know, you're guaranteed to be able to train uh-huh. at some yeah. point during the, the, the winter months. So it does have its benefits, but still, when you get back to the bread and butter of a Saturday afternoon, <coughs> shouldn't it be there? I see when you, you you watch games in South, they're no great games, but it looks great. You see the pitches in the stadiums, and sometimes you turn over on the next channel and you see an AstroTurf pitch in Scotland, and you just think, don't help ourselves. No, People abroad that, yeah. looking at that game, it just <coughs> it, it looks amateurish to me. <coughs> and likely he says, no other top league in, in the world have got it. And I absolutely hate them. I don't play on them, um, which is probably a good thing. Do you play? <laughs> See, you I don't have planned them now. You're My not back. allowed to in terms of like insurance pro- reasons. No, or you just know that I probably could, but it just seems to me every time I play an astro turf pitch, I can't move for two or three weeks. People will probably say I can't move at the best of times, but um, <laughs> nah, I just I I really don't like them. I really do not like playing them. I, f- I feel like I could get in- I actually feel like I could get injured playing mm-hmm. on them. I don't go into tackles the way I would on a, on a grass pitch as well yeah. because I think I could hurt, I've got bad ankles. I think yeah. I can't go into a tackle. That said, if either of you two ever been injured, you know, a, a, a bad injury on a plastic pitch? Yep. When I spoke earlier, I said that I ruptured my knee at Dundee United. It was in a training ground at Dundee United, the Gussie, mm-hmm. the plastic pitch right across from Tannadice. Blocked a shot. James Grady hit a shot in training. I went to block it, opened up my knee, and I was ruptured my knee. I was out for about a year at Dundee United on a plastic pitch. See, if you speak to physios and that, they agree. Physios don't think you should play it. There's not one person. No, <laughs> no one. Uh, uh, going back to the Livingston. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Pitch. It's those black pellets. Those black pellets are like little bits of rubber. And they've got millions of them. It's more like a bouncy castle than a football pitch. Mm-hmm. The bounce of the ball's off. The surface, it doesn't run true. To me, it hinders the game. All right, brilliant, we'll make an extra 10 grand a year, but it's hindering our game. Mm-hmm. Fans are then not coming to their game. Kids are not watching football because it's on a stupid plastic pitch. So it's hindering the whole 
personally, I think it's hindering the whole of Scottish football. Of course. Yeah. Any good plastic, but how how does like a brand new pitch at Levy Hamilton have really there? How does that compare to some of the Astro Tough in the lower leagues side? Montrose is good. I d I didn't know that because obviously I never played it, but the boys our boys like playing on Montrose and I think that's the only one. Uh, Airdrie have got a plastic pitch. I think Falkirk is meant to be not bad. Uh-huh, somebody said Falkirk no. as well, uh-huh, but just in uh, the general thing with throughout the whole of it, boys that they're, they're no good. Even boys that pl- I think boys that play on them don't mind them, obviously you get used to it, but when you're playing on grass and training on grass and then you go to play on an Astro Turf pitch, it's so different. I don't think people understand how different it actually is. Do you think that the our authorities in our game ought to get together? Because bottom line is as much as our clubs have got them in the top flight, it's only because a vote has allowed them to have them. Yeah. So, you know, Scottish football has voted and they've allowed the pitch. Is it time to look at that again? Sai's looking at me there. She doesn't like to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it is, definitely. I think I think common sense needs to come into it. Sai said to it, you switch on TV, the pitch is not great. It doesn't help. The ball's bobbling all over the place. It then makes a player look rubbish. He needs mm-hmm. to take three touches to control it, whereas you could maybe play a pass around the corner first time. It's hindering the game, personally. Like you even said it there, the goalie's diving and getting black things in his eyes and you can't see the ball. That's <laughs> nuts, isn't it? It's, it need, something needs to be changed. And I think it, by getting rid of it... I've heard rumours that Kilmarnock are trying to get rid of theirs at the end of the season. Yeah, supposedly, yeah, by, so by August next year. Hopefully more clubs look at that and think, right, it's a way forward. Just to get back to, to Jamie Murphy, that's how we, we kicked off this um, topic even if it's, and I say only, I don't mean, but you see, let's say it's only four, five weeks he's out for. If that includes, obviously, the the UEFA Cup, the Europa mm-hmm. League playoff tie, the old firm game on, on September the 2nd, that, he's a huge miss for Rangers, isn't he? I think so. I think he was probably the best signing that they made last year in January. Um, you know what you're getting for him. Even if he's not in a great game, he's one of the attacking players that will work his, his, his tail off, you know. Um, always a threat. <clears throat> Every time he gets the boy, he looks to run at his full back he looks to set up a goal or score a goal um, I think he's been really good for Rangers uh, Rangers fan you can tell that the way he plays Yeah, puts his heart and soul on it he's a good, good guy as well I know Jamie um, good career I mean he didn't play with Brighton in the Championship and yeah. scored 12 goals if you're not a good player Sheffield United Sheffield United, United as well he's done really well so big big miss for Rangers I think he's been really good for Rangers Jamie Murphy I know um, in terms of <coughs> they're in for Kyle Lafferty Lee and Kyle Lafferty and Jamie Murphy are not like for light but do you think that makes it even more essential for Rangers to get somebody like Kyle Lafferty in with you know with Jamie Murphy potentially going about for a while. I think so. If you lose one of your starters, you need to go and replace them with someone. Like you say, you can't compare them player-wise, but it's a name and it's it's a new fresh face into the dressing room. Someone that's going to score goals. Lafferty will score goals for mm-hmm. Rangers. That's just a fact. But they probably need someone. Probably need going to transfer when they're going to get someone that's going to create chances for Lafferty because that's what Jamie Murphy gets you. I think I seen stats last year that when he came in from January, his stats and goals was very very high, which just shows you that Rangers are going to miss that over the next few weeks. I suppose you could say that they've got like, like Ryan Kent, Kent uh-huh. playing Middleton boys like that. I suppose that'll be up to Stephen Gerrard and his staff to assess are those guys ready to fill the void that Murphy leaves. As we say, I must speak this without knowing the, di- the full diagnosis of, of the injury. But it may well be that they do have to to dip in and, and, and go and bring somebody in. I think Lafferty's first spell at Rangers, I think a couple of times he played off the left though, didn't yeah. he? McCoyst and Walter Smith used to play him off yeah. the left. I think if you come to somewhere like Celtic Park, and I think Lafferty could go and do a shift on the left wing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he could go and play there until Jamie Murphy comes back. 
agree with I think even at mm. Tencastle against Celtic, his, his goal comes from him run, run, running from the left, cut back to the edge of the box, and he puts it in his left foot. So I think he could go and play there uh, for Rangers until Jamie Murphy's fit. And also, as we obviously say, like, providing goals, creating goals, they won't have as many um, guys that can, that can do that on the pitch because at, at the moment, Morelos, Morelos seems to be an absolute fire, isn't he? That's it. You just... Um, I think there was a lot of question marks over him last year and stuff and people were questioning it, but Gerard's backed him he's come out publicly and backed him says he wants to give him a new contract so it's um, the confidence is shown on the pitch great man management from Gerard and he's repaying the faith he's it's funny did you, see, did you see him warming up at Kelly oh. did you see he had a big gold chain on oh, no. <laughs> no, <that's it. laughs> big belcher <laughs> big belcher <laughs> I was just looking to see if he had a sovi on uh, no but he's done great and he's a constant pest isn't he he yeah. works his ball yeah. another one that works his tail off um and he looks like a finisher now, you know. Last season he was snatching at a lot of chances, I thought, but now he looks really composed in front of goal. Um, I think that's down to confidence. Com- definitely, mate. Gerard's, Gerard's installed that confidence in him and it's, it's showing every week now. The one thing, though, you think, sorry, man. Is that when people say, and you hear a lot of pundits saying to people in the game, the manager's not overly important with the players, but it just shows <laughs> you. The manager, when you look at what Stephen Gerrard's uh-huh. done in a short space of time with players like, like you're talking about, Brendan Rodgers at at Celtic inherited Ronnie Dyla's team and, and, and turned them round overnight the biggest example of that is Steve Clark yeah where they the sitting bottom of the league he came in then not won at home for months and months won five in a draw I think it was totally turned him round so to me the manager's the most important person oh, anyone that says a manager's not important 100% no, a manager makes you of course he does manager mm. runs the whole football club mm-hmm. Everything. At least he should. Yes. Well, I, well <laughs> unless you're Kenny Mullen. Right, we better move on before the lawyers get involved. Mourinho v Guardiola kicking off again. Yes. Brilliant. I don't know about you, but I love it. Uh, the new documentary out on Amazon. You or watched nothing. it? I've not watched it yet, but about eight forty-five minute episodes. Oh, it's Is amazing. That right? uh, well, I've seen we we snippets of it, and I've read the uh, the reviews, and it, it gets great reviews but also Mourinho was asked about it at his Sunday press conference um, last week with the, with the newspapers and, and it sparked his, his reaction about City, they lack class and he wants royalties for for being um, involved <laughs> just somewhat yeah. Mourinho's not, chat I mean he's he's, he's bonkers, a isn't he? Yeah. but there's, there's always a wee message in everything that he says isn't there yeah Mourinho's very very clever what you'll find with Mourinho is you'll throw you'll throw a bomb out there when he's Clean, his team's not doing well and it's to distract away from his team mm-hmm. and it, everyone well, for instance we're now talking about the Man U spat with Man City rather than the fact that they got beat for Brighton Yeah. so he's very very clever with what he does but um, oh, it's a genius to watch the two of them two top top very intelligent guys they know what they're doing yeah. try to wind each other up it's a bit like the Kevin Keegan Alex Ferguson thing a few yeah. years ago but um, I don't think I can't see any of these two biting as much as Keegan did and, but it's, it's been going on for years between the two mm-hmm. right back to Barca yeah. Real Madrid it's just mm-hmm. you know been content and it must be absolutely eating Mourinho up yeah. that Guardiola's got the upper hand just now I think that's why he doesn't I think he realises that he can't get to Guardiola football wise um, and he thinks that the only way he can get to him is by getting in his head but the documentary it, is, it does lack a bit of class when it comes to them talking about Mourinho if you actually watch it Yeah. Uh, I mean well, the slaughter for selling De Bruyne make a big thing about Mourinho knock this player back and then they also make a big thing about him parking the bus, saying Guardiola style of play, everyone loves it. So sorry, just because I've not seen it, for people who have not seen it, you're talking about the slaughter for selling De Bruyne when he when had him at Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh-huh. 
in terms of is this it's like, no Guardiola saying it's the narrator no so it's that, that, they've like been quite clever about it right, it's okay. the narrator yeah, saying right. it Ben okay. Kingsley is right okay um, and basically saying that Mourinho's tactic is to park the bus so it's beautiful football but it does kind of slaughter him uh, but it you doesn't come direct but, uh, so you could you could just imagine him sitting watching it I'd love to have seen his face in that livery hotel when he was sitting watching it with his big dressing gown <laughs> on um, but for me Guardiola streets ahead of him now miles ahead of him when you watch thing about Guardiola it is, it'll blow your mind when you see the, the pictures from, from Sundays you say that the, the Brighton defeat and then you see the body language and the face on the, the chief exec Ed Woodward and, and obviously they're going at it Woodward and Mourinho hammering tongs you know Mourinho's briefing his pals in the media Woodward's holding private briefings you know you know, giving his side of the story against why um, players haven't been signed that, that Mourinho wanted you can see there absolutely that all's not well well, as soon as you see that, you see there's a slight divide. And rather than the two of them going together and pulling the club in the one direction, if there's a slight divide there, then it doesn't... I can't see that uh, lasting well long term, especially um, the start that Mourinho's got off to. And you've been a central defender in your career. He's been looking for central defenders. He's made it clear whether they've been Harry Maguire or Aldo Vareld at, at Spurs that when you watch them and you see like say Baye performing there on Sunday it's clear they do need central defenders they do if you look back at the Man U teams through the years Steve Bruce Gary Pallisters that too was like a base for the rest of them to go and build yeah. on mm-hmm. nowadays they've got too many oh he's brilliant with the ball and stuff yeah. you're a defender yep You need nowadays I, I'm all for playing you need to play from the back but first and foremost if you can't defend you're going to be looking goals yeah. so first and foremost get yourself two defenders that can defend and then you've got the flair players well, he's turning these flair players into fullbacks and stuff now, <laughs> and, and sitting midfielders and stuff. So, but um, to me, it takes the joy off away from watching Man U because I was brought up watching the Man U, the tactic pace. You've got Giggs, you've got Beckham, you've got Keane, you've got York, you've got all these guys up front that's just attacking football. And it's now you, you're not even you don't even switch your TV on to watch Man U now. Yeah. That, that's the case it's mm-hmm. got, and it's it's quite sad actually. But see, if you're the board. I agree 100% with them. You look at them, he signed Lindelof and Bailey last year for 80 million quid. Yeah. So why would you give him another 80 million quid to go and buy yeah. two duds? Yeah. Who's to say he's going to go and get two that'll come in and do well? So I can see exactly where the board are coming from. If it's me, I would get rid of him. I would get rid of him, yeah. And you look, at, I think we've spoken about it in the show before, Simon, but you, you look at Mourinho's CV and you see a pattern developing, don't you? Every couple of yeah. years, yeah. he starts working the exit plan and, you know, before you know it, you know, he's good luck to him, whatever he's on, eight, I, ten, twelve million quid to, to shake hands and, and call it a day. Zidane's sitting there without a job, go and get Zidane and get some real football. It'd be interesting to see because I, I, you wonder if Zidane, you always remember the the old Real Madrid coach who became the Spanish national coach, Del Bosque. Yep. Uh-huh. But he never really get the credit he deserved with all the trophies that he won in, in with Spain as well because he said, ah, well, you know, you've got all the superstars, the Galacticos. But, so it'd be interesting to see Zidane having had Ronaldo his peak and Gareth Bale and, uh-huh. and Ramos and, and all those guys if he goes to a Man United Zidane and you actually say right wait a minute you've got a challenge here because you are number two or number three or number four or number five in the country go and see if you can go and catch Man City so it'll be a real test mm. to see what Zidane's actually all about if, he, well, if that, it comes to it that know. then comes down to his man management skills yeah. and his coaching ability of how to develop and get the best don't get me wrong there's a talented squad there mm-hmm. it's about getting them but getting them playing exciting football again which will make everyone want to watch Man U again but it's um, it's gone stale at Man yeah. U it's gone a bit stale and like you say there's nothing worse than watching a Man U team 
sitting looking for a to go and score on the break and win one nil. Mm-hmm. That's just not what we're used to. So there's only what's can I say? There's only one man that I'd put was it Dan to take that job, Venables. <laughs> <laughs> you must have got a deal to tell and spare or something. You're going to do some sort of job. You're going to do a review. I've missed someone here. What's what's his name? What was the job you threw him in for recently? Scotland job. Is it Scotland? Scotland job. <laughs> I thought it was a Peter Peterhead job to replace Jimmy <laughs> Mack. Right. Okay. On the on the documentary, so we're getting a, an insight into what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, proper flying the ball, access all areas kind of stuff so if you at any of the clubs you, you've been at any of the dressing rooms you've been oh. in your career if you to choose one that would say that would be that would have been goal that one season would have been goal for whatever reasons get, tell us w- w- what you would go for you want to go first no you can't right. give me oh, you don't mind the canny on me 18 months in charge see when I watched Guardiola that is what he was like yeah. but with the fact that he could think he could probably punch Mark in here <laughs> see with Guardiola he goes mad he goes mental at them. See, like top players, he goes absolutely mental at them. You wouldn't believe it. Eh? Like, gives him the finger or not? <laughs> he gives him the finger and stuff. Like that. That's what he would do. Oh, if you had eighteen months with him, it would be a bestseller, bam. Honestly, with the canio. Aye. Boys were getting pinned up against the wall. It was. It's a great time. We <laughs> mine would probably be back to the Dundee days with the Italian brothers, the Benetti oh, brothers. You were there, eh? Oh, that was. With this, 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 charge of oh, the club. That the, was the, uh, that was comedy. That was. It, it was just different superstar come in every day. One day Ravinelli come in, you're like, hang on, what's going on? <laughs> next day, next day Claudio Canigia, and you're like, right, you're waiting for Jeremy Bido coming in next. Is, oh, they right. captures you, don't they? Still, you're a fiver, don't they? Ah, they do, I. <laughs> I don't think I'll be getting that. I'm chasing them up on Facebook. But Did they do anything mad, the Italians? It was just, it was just total different. They came in and straight away they started training at three o'clock every day because oh, it says right. It. You played a long night, didn't they? You play it. It's because they were in the Mardi Gras down there till three o'clock every night. But um, the the brother Dario done the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life because obviously Scottish weather it's soaking all the time. He used to put his feet in carrier bags. That <laughs> you're laughing. This is true. He used to put his feet in carrier bags, tie them in a knot, and then put his socks and his boots on. He's running about with carrier bags on his feet. <laughs> This guy's played for Italy and he's training, he's, he's teaching us with carrier bags in his feet and I was like, wow, this is surreal. Brilliant, eh? <laughs> what was Ravinelli and Canigia like? I've never seen much of Canigia because I was on loan at the time, but I got told, great guy, but Ravinelli, you cannot meet a nicer guy. Yeah. Oh, absolute legend for for what he's done in the game and for just so down to earth would have done anything for anyone. Mm-hmm. Just and a top, top well pop, popped up there, didn't he? Well, it was Craig Burley and Ravinelli coming at the same time. Yeah. They were staying in the hotel together. But Duff, Duff, Duff was a, well, Duff was a manager, Duff, Duff signed them, didn't he? And then the, the Benettis came in, is that right? No. He, no, the other way about. The other way about. The Benettis came in and then they got they got the bullet or and then Duff came in and had to deal with all of them. And then it was Ravinelli and, and Burley. Aye, they came in because there. that was when De Stefano was there. Yeah. And then he was like, right, we've got all this money. And Duff says, right, okay, I'll test this. Go and buy James McFadden for a million pounds from Motherwell. Mm-hmm. And then nothing came of it. So he was like, right, this guy's full of shite. Mm-hmm. And then we then got Ravinelli in, Craig Burley, but they never got paid. The two, three months they were there, they never got paid. So then the club went into administration. Did and you get paid? I got paid. I is that, is that true about Craig Burley? As long as you get paid. What, he never got paid? No, he lost his teeth chasing your touch. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Oh, class. I've never got a comeback for that. (laughs) When you were talking about the Stefano, they were linked with something, it was like a World World Cup winner. I remember. Oh, Robert Lynch? No, was it not Edgar Davids? 
David's was linked to that. Linked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you think? No, you look fine, do you? There was, <laughs> a, there was a different story coming out every day. There was one thing linked with Madonna coming and doing a song. <laughs> Honest to God, we were in training just thinking... They've done the courier already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> front page, actually, they've yeah, done the courier. That's brilliant, man. Even in Tilly had a new Madonna, story. Madonna, deja vu. <laughs> I've got a story for Edgar David's about you. Aye. You remember he was a bandit manager? Yes, I... My, my mate played for bandit, Ricky Holmes. He came to Portsmouth after bandit. And uh, I, we were obviously talking about the can. He's like, mate, David's was a screwball. He gave himself the number one shirt. So David's won... Captain, centre midfielder. <laughs> Taking every corner, free kick penalty. He says the first, for his first game, had done shape on a Friday. The fullback gets the ball, right back, and David shows, and the fullback opens up and puts a great ball down the channel. Yeah. The striker runs on it, crosses it, score. No, no, no! Stop, stop, stop! <laughs> what are you doing to the fullback? And the fullback's like, well, I've just put it in the channel and we've scored things like that. Yes. But I'm Edgar Davies! Do you know Edgar Davies was Canadian lead? I was thinking that. He's Dutch. I should go to Edgar Davies. What is this? Kindergarten? That's what he said. Amazing. Oh, it's class. There we go. We'll finish this segment off. Just go back to Guardiola. You've seen him, you see how intense he is telling his players, hate me if you want to hate me if it makes you play better and gets us to win the game. I mean, he's obviously. And yet when you see him in the pressers, he can be most of the time he's he's calm, he's very handsome, he's all that, he's got all that, he's got the look, he's got the think, but he's obviously he can be wired, eh? Oh, he's a he's a he's a mad genius. That's what he, he's I think his mind never stops. It's even a documentary after away games. Shows you that them flying home and they're all sleeping and he's sitting up on his laptop fucking obviously watching the game and writing stuff down. Following Derek Ferguson's coop. <laughs> Watching the check channel <laughs> But Glad just to finish off, Guardiola, do you think it was the kind of guy that he'd love to have played for? Because it, there's no doubt he, he's a genius, isn't he? Well, a lot would have loved to. You see you see his passion and that just rubs off in the yeah. dressing room. The, the biggest thing I saw, I've only seen a little bit of documentary as well, but when he's talking, every single person's listening to every word he's saying. Mm-hmm. That tells you the respect he's got. And uh, like I say, just he's an, you described him perfectly. I'm a mad genius. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I think it'd be it'd be hard to play for him because I think it's grueling. I mean, the, the training that you see, quite a lot of times it's night time that they're training, so they must be doing double sessions all the time. Yeah. Which you know yourself, players don't enjoy doing it. No. Um, but he's obviously got these top players to to, to follow him, and that just tells you everything about him, really. Yeah, and if ever we're down in, in uh, he's got his nice restaurant, tapas restaurant. Manchester as well, but I've heard it's, oh, not, as good, it's not as good as Terry Venables' one in Spain. <laughs> right, we're going to finish off on the last three or four minutes of the programme, so that means if we dedicate um, a segment to each of your clubs, that'll be about 10 seconds per club. <laughs> Tell us um, about life after football, then. You, you've obviously retired, you, you had a good career, as you've said, but you're, you're trying one or two things in, in business. So what made you go down that road rather than? than staying in the game in some capacity well, once I retired I went part time for two yeah. years I never really enjoyed that um, I then I was assistant manager at Stranraer I loved the coaching side I've got all my coaching badges who was the manager there too were you Brian Reid Brian Reid right. yeah so I now understand why managers take in their good mates as assistants I never knew Brian Reid at all right. I just took it because I jumped at a chance of being assistant manager um, but <laughs> let's just say it didn't work out we were right. totally different he was more of an old school shouter saying F every second word and and it was just totally different to the way I would go about it and coach and develop these guys at part time needed coached and developed where um, so it, it didn't really work between me and him 
um, we've not spoke actually since yeah. <laughs> but um, so after that I got a bit sickened of it I then decided to join the real world and got a real job so because like you say the reason that I, I went into this was because I had to sail back and up here that footballers in Scotland you can't retire at 35 your feet up mm-hmm. the income's not not as great as what people think mm-hmm. um, so I started working for an IT company um, it was okay for two years I then lost the job because the club went into administration to say the club I'm used to talking about Dundee <laughs> 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 uh, the, 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 the business the business sorry got went into administration so I decided to set up on my own so I'm currently now running two businesses I've got a utilities business called Mare Savings and I've got a Herbalife business on the side helping people get fit and healthy so it's keeping me busy enjoying it loving it I'm loving working for myself the fact that I can come in here and meet you guys on a Tuesday morning, whereas if I'm working for somebody else 9 to 5, I couldn't do things like this. Mm. But um, it's tough because the pressure's on yourself, but you make it, you make it work. Um, so it's, I, I'm really enjoying it. And do you consider yourself fortunate for, for the life that football gave you as well? You say, you know, Aberdeen in Europe playing against Bayern Munich at the, the Allianz Arena, playing in cup finals with, with St Mirren, playing with guys like... Ravenelli and, and guys like that you must feel very privileged as well yeah definitely you look back on it now and it's one of those Sire si, may be the same you, you think you wish you gave it a bit more more definitely man. you're sitting kicking your heels and you're thinking I had an okay career but if I gave it absolute everything I got it's, it's the one advice I'd give to any kid out there if you've got a chance give it everything you've got if you fail so what if not if it works off you don't know where it can take you but looking back over the career very happy with it could have been better but um, yeah, great. They, like you say, playing for Aberdeen. I've, I'm from Aberdeen, so to yeah. sign for them again, to play for them in the last 32 of the European Cup against uh, Bayern Munich, a full house at Petodri was just incredible. Getting goosebumps thinking about it because yeah. I used to go to Petodri as a kid, watch all the games, Willie Miller, Brian Irvin, etc. And then to play for them in a game like that was just incredible. Playing in cup finals. Um, the one thing that I never got was a Scotland cap, which is disappointing, but. Um, I just Bertie Vogts never captured that's what I was just about to say that's the you, only you one. love Terry Venables I love Bertie Vogts Bertie Vogts have been in the B squad so I'm just I'm just gutted he got the sack I would have had about 50 caps for Scotland <laughs> and do you think although you're, you're in business and, and you're doing well you enjoying it well, do you think a temptation will come to try and get back into the game at some level I got asked last year by two clubs to go and help them out but it wasn't right for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what people, a lot of people don't realise with football as well is you're all over the place. I've lived in Aberdeen, Dundee, Manchester, Dundee, back to Aberdeen, now settled in Glasgow. So if you've got a family life as well, that's taking mm-hmm. kids out of school, yeah. and life and things like that. So I'm now settled in South Glasgow. Um, but it's it's all I know. I left school at 16 straight into football, so there's always going to be someone that t- entices you back in. But it needs to be the right thing for me and my family. But um, Fancy a lovey job. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Lee. Thanks for joining us on the Open Goal podcast, keeping the ball on the ground in association with our friends at William Hill. Si, it's been a pleasure. That was, great. I loved that it. was it. Yeah, 47, Good 40 laugh. minutes. Did yeah. you enjoy that? I did, mate. I loved it. Well, last week we left and we went and gave Simon a big kiss and a cuddle because he was feeling unloved. We're now going to change it up this week, Si. We're going to head to the pub. We're going to go and get a bevy with Brian Reid and he's going to tell us exactly what he thinks of Libya. We'll join you next week. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Now TV gives you the best seat in the house for the start of the new football season. 
as you can stream Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport together and all without a contract. Now that's more like it. So, whether you're lining up for the Premier League and the EFL Championship Oh, it's a stunner! Or the Scottish Premiership and Serie A The title race is blown open. You can now tackle the lot. Your sport on your terms. Search Now TV Sports. 18 plus content stream via internet. Full terms apply. Hey, do you know what will go great with this podcast right now? A scrumptious Cadbury snack. Crumbly biscuits smothered in smooth, delicious Cadbury milk chocolate. Oh, yeah. Cadbury snack, the perfect biscuity bite for that mid-morning break. Pick one up in a store today.